All right, we're going to go ahead and start recording. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to T3G. My name is Dalibor. This is the Tangents Podcast, and today I am joined by two very special guests, uh, Zach and Vish here from Deep Theory Studios. Uh, if you guys don't know, because um, I didn't. I didn't. I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't know about you guys. Looking at your socials, you guys haven't been around for a long time. You know, like you just appeared 12 weeks ago, and and here we are, uh, 90, 93% funded with, uh, with what, 11 days to go? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're uh, pretty fresh, at least to the, the social media uh, environment. Um, you know, Zach and I have been working on our craft and honing in on that for years. But just, you know, the sooner we got to the launch is when we set up our Instagram and kind of determined that, all right, we need to start getting this out there more. Uh, out to the people of Instagram, at least. For sure, man. It, it, it's very, it's it's interesting. The concept is very interesting. I like the, the I like exploring kind of an alternate, you know, past idea. Uh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of like historical like historical fiction where it's like, here's what happened, you know, like the Staving Private Ryan's, the like World War II stories. I'm not a big fan of it, but like certain periods always intrigue me because then, like, then it's like a cause and effect. Like if you if you move this move this domino this way, how does the rest of it fall? Where does where does humanity go if you change the origin story? So like that's super intriguing to me, and uh, I was just really excited because I was like. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of supporting indie creators. Uh, I, I'm an aspiring indie creator myself. Uh, you know, I've got a script one day looking for an artist. And um, it, to, to be able to, to, to just give anybody a platform is just a pleasure, honestly. Um, now, I want to ask real quick, where did this idea come from? Yeah, so um, it's actually, it's kind of a, it goes way back. So we actually... <laughs> we had this original idea of creating this um like it was an ambitious uh 20 issue series um and we sort of like we would meet up at barnes and noble and get together and just bounce ideas off of each other and then uh you know it sort of sprouted from that because when we started this original series not this one on kickstarter but the original original that's when uh, we were like, you know what? We don't have any followers. So how are we going to, you know, like build a fan base pretty much. And so we wanted to do something fun in creating an anthology where we could both share our own stories and our own experiences and um, just see if we can, you know, jumpstart from that and build a following from that first. So, yeah. That's awesome. I love the anthology idea. That's actually the only time I've ever personally been published is in an anthology. And yeah. uh, prior to that, I had never made a comic book. But I don't know if you guys have heard about the uh, the 100 Days of Making Comics. Um, it's kind of like a self-challenge. Like you spend 100 days, 30 minutes a day on your own projects. Um, yeah, that sounds familiar. It, it was just yeah. – it was one of those things like I did it because I would had this you know concept for a long time. And I'm like, I'm going to write this script finally. I'm going to make this script, finish it. And then start looking for an artist. And I, I did that. So kind of everybody that finished 100 Days Challenge, they, the group was kind of like, we should do an anthology. And I was like, let's do it. I was just so hyped from finishing yeah. the script. I was like, let's go. And then I was like, I never, I've never, i never made a comic book before. Like, I've made like a panel here and there. So uh, it, was, it was fun. I did like a little eight-page deal. You know, I, I, I look at the whole kind of volume. I'm like, I'm the worst guy in here. But it was so 
exciting to just be able to complete something and be like, hey, I have this thing that I did. And out of that, I started this project, uh, this magazine that I'm calling uh, The Catalyst. First issue came out in uh, in October. Uh, well, in November, so let's come out in October. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it it's it's meant to be a quarterly magazine where I, I promote indie people. Um, it's a free mag. It's going to be you know it's delivered uh, via website and via email, and it's just kind of like smaller versions of what we're doing here. You know, quick interviews, just kind of shout outs to people. We had uh, four or five different people fe- featured in the first issue. Working on the second issue right now. It's going to be quarterly, like I said. So that I, I just I I. I it also gives me an excuse to write because it's also kind of there's also also prose content. So I wrote like the first chapter that people get to read in the the like my universe, the Wolfpack universe. So it's like it, it's a couple different things for me, but I just really like kind of bringing people into into a new audience. Like I I like that's my thing. <laughs> I just really like yeah. getting people getting people shouted out because like. There's a lot into creating a comic book and into creating any oh, kind yeah. of work, and and you know I, I hate to see something like not get the attention it deserves. And yours definitely deserves it. I mean, like beautiful artwork. Uh, I love this box idea, by the way. This like collect the Gold Collector Club. Uh, it comes in this wonderful box. The the, the it's just like this trippy, like. I don't even know what like like an acid trip. That's what I'm looking at. like. If I've ever had one, which I haven't, it looks like an acid trip on a cover, and it looks dope. That Man, about sums up a lot of what we we kind of wanted people to get out of just the comic itself too. So I'm glad you're getting that from the other pieces of you know merchandising that we have. But um, you know, first and foremost, man, we just we appreciate people like yourself doing these kind of things. Um, you know, this is Zach and I's first Kickstarter, so. We kind of went into this with, you know, not really knowing what's going to come out of it. And uh, I say ever since we launched, we just had a, a great outpouring of support, just friends, fam. And uh, even other creators on Kickstarter, you know, have reached out uh, such as you did, you know. So we, we appreciate that. It's definitely a really nice, tight-knit community, it feels like. Dude, absolutely. Like, it's, it's, it's definitely one of those things where, you know, you see everybody kind of, does niche and everybody kind of does group up a little bit and you see kind of these guys all oh, they've always worked together and they they promote each other or whatever but then just lately the last like six months to not even a year like really yeah. the last six months <clears throat> i've seen on kickstarter especially a lot of people just cross collaborating like you know oh here's yeah. like this digital bundle and here's like samplings from all these various other people so just like oh you buy the digital book for somebody and then they get six other issues from people you've never heard of. And that's super dope. Like just kind of getting that exposure, the, the, the cross collaboration, which is just, I, I think that's it's like, beautiful. yeah, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Like, I, I love it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, uh, I, I saw the, the artist used to work on Dis- DC stuff, right? Teen Titans. Um, I think he did like, uh, a special, um, he did a one-shot issue, I think, for Teen Titans. He's done some layouts for them. He, uh, he has more work that might be uh, more well-known over at Aftershock Comics. Oh, okay. So he's done uh, Fujitsu is one of them. And then uh, The Beyonders is another. So he's had stuff that's been kind of published and out there. And he's worked with other other writers and stuff. But he's been he went to the Cubert Art School, too. 
So that's dope. That's dope. That, that's um, one of those things I remember from from my childhood, like reading in the Wizard magazine. They they would always run ads for it, and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm they like, still I do. If this thing actually works, <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah, it does. It's kind of, it's kind of funny because you can see the Kubert style kind of in West yes. our artists his style too. You know, it kind of it yes. bleeds over into that. So a hundred percent. I I, I yeah. it has a a classic nostalgia feel, which is why I love mm-hmm. these uh, the variant covers you guys are doing with uh, oh, yeah. this kind of like retro pulp style. I dig that yep. so bad. Like that's so dope. Uh, yeah, man. we're 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 big fans of that man. So we had to do that. It's it's fantastic. So is is the artist somebody that you just you found you you know you vibe with or whatever or was it somebody you already knew uh no we we found them we didn't know him prior to this uh where was it zach uh our station? yeah we had on our station yeah yeah uh, just brown and and um we just hit him up uh just to see you know uh yeah. it seems like he was pretty established um yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how much of a following he had but um I mean, his work looked really good, and we we're like, well, you know, it might be a long shot, but let's just go for it and see what he says. So. Yeah, we we didn't have necessarily like high hopes for it because we saw his work and like, okay, this dude's written, had stuff published by Aftershock, and you know, we just, but we were so drawn to his work, and we were like, all right, screw it, we might as well try it, and he was open, so. And that's that's you know yeah. that's that's the the worst you can get is no, right? So you gotta you gotta <laughs> yeah, give it. You that gotta shot. try. You got to give it exactly. that shot. Exactly. Now, I, I think that's something where a lot of, uh, like myself, I'm I, like I said, I'm just a writer. My my art skills, I just I learned a long, long time ago that I, I can't draw a symmetrical piece to save my life. So that's not production quality. Like I can't reproduce the same piece of art more than one. So uh, I was like, I'm gonna need to find somebody, and it you know it is imposing. Like as somebody who has an idea and maybe even a script, and to go to somebody and be like, Hey, uh, you want to draw my stuff? Like it's a, it's a, it's, it's an, uh, I don't even know what the word is, but like, it's, it's hard to kind of get out there and be like, Hey, yeah. yeah. And especially, oh, yeah. especially if you ain't got no money, right. Especially if you ain't got no money, because <laughs> name of the game is money. you like, if you could pay somebody, yeah. anybody will work for you. Like, like if you could, oh, if you yeah. already have the money, anybody will work for you. And it's, it's one of those situations where Kickstarter, I think brings that opportunity where it's like, Hey. I got money for three pages. Let's preview it and let's let's get the rest of the money. Yeah. And is that I maybe mean, if you don't mind me asking, is that kind of the situation here? Is like you guys, you know, paid ahead for some some of the book to be done, and then you're getting the rest of the money from the Kickstarter, or exactly like how's that working? If you don't mind sharing. Yeah, no, uh, we don't we don't mind. Uh, it's it's fully funded. It's the issue. The last what seven pages are being done right now as we speak. So uh, it's something that we've been working on and we had funded this this year and we wanted to have the, the comic close to being completed uh, at launch. Uh, so um, yeah, we, we fully funded it ourselves prior to launching on Kickstarter. I feel that, I feel that. And I, I think that also brings a little, a little bit more of a security to a project from, mm-hmm. from a consumer perspective. Uh, I have a couple projects that have not been delivered, <laughs> uh, you know, that uh-huh. did not have did not have uh, stuff done, you know, had maybe some preview art and it was kind of the idea was being sold more so than the product. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's some things that are just not I'm I don't know if I'm ever going to get my hands on them, but I uh, it, it is nice. To, like I said, you know, it, you have these beautiful preview pages and 
It's fantastic. It's just like not even reading it. Just th- I want to stare at this page for just days. <laughs> like this is a beautiful page. Wonderful. Is that the last page? Uh, yeah, the third one here. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. With just the. Uh, hey, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys don't see what I'm looking at. Uh, yeah. So the the the, the yeah the fourth page or fifth page or whatever that's here. The the with the reds and the oranges. It's it's such a beautiful layout. It actually reminds me of. Um, oh, who was it? Uh, is it? I always want to say Gene Ha, but I feel like it's not Gene Ha. Uh, who did the Promethea books? Um, uh, well, you're, you're close. Half of Prometheus, Alan Moore. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I know who wrote it. <laughs> yeah, well, so what I'm getting at is that that if we're looking at the same page, is it a kind of trippy? Yeah. Uh, is it the last preview page? Okay, that's yeah. actually supposed to be an homage to Swamp Thing, Saga of Swamp Thing. Um, so Swamp Thing and Abby Arcane's in the Swamp Thing comics have this kind of same type of trippy, romantic type you know, trip. I know what you're so talking about. I know what you're talking about because they, um, they reproduce that in, in the, I'm not even talking about the new show. I'm talking about the classic, classic 80s, oh, yeah. 90s. They reproduced <laughs> that. It was, I yeah. always thought, even as a kid, I was like, are they fucking? Like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I was like, is she fucking a tree? Like, what is, yeah. what is going on right now? It was so strange. That's hilarious. But no, that's, I get that. I see that for sure. Uh, that's, and it's fantastic. Like I love it. I love the, the the just the the feel of the whole thing. There's a there's a page, and and that is you know that is the Alan Moore thing, right? The the kind of trippy out there perspectives. There's a a, a mm-hmm. two page spread. I took me like ten fucking minutes to find it in in my digital collection of Promethea. But like, uh, there's a two page spread, and it's a, a Mobius strip, and it goes uh-huh. across both pages, and it's it's like just like you have here, you know, the stuff typed out sideways you got to flip the book to read it. And it was oh, the weirdest yeah. thing. Cause I, I originally read that with um, like library copies. Like I, I borrowed the, the books from the <laughs> library. So like I'm flipping over this library copy, just trying to, yep. <laughs> just trying to read this issue. But it's just, it's, it's, I, I dig that because that forces you to be kind of an active participant in reading a comic book. And I dig that. I exactly. Dig that. Exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's like interact, like more yeah. just in here to you know yeah exactly participate into the reading and the experience of reading the story so yeah because i I won't lie there are some books even even like some of my favorite books where like i go through and i was just like did i read that issue (laughs) and i I know i did (laughs) like i you know i'm reading it weekly and i get the next issue and i was like did i read last week's what happened last week like because some stuff the way it's presented is not not really like grabbing not every issue is a hit so mm-hmm. having that element of really being kind of forced to do something you have that mechanical memory of i had to do this to read it and then you're going to tell people about it even like man i picked exactly. this book i gotta turn it sideways and i feel like that was part of the kind of the appeal in the 90s you had damn near everybody in x-men you'd have to flip the page for the two-page spread because they did horizontal panels for whatever reason it was so you just have these wide panels and they're two pages long and you're just like, well, yeah. I gotta, I'm trying to read, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a major point for us, too, was to make this uh, really a, a, just a good, great reading experience. And in addition to just that homage page, we have uh, Zach and I created our own uh, alphabet. 
or alien language. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And uh, so that'll be sprinkled in throughout, you know, this issue and the next four issues. And, you know, it'll be something that readers can, like, you know, transcode. Um, we'll be given hints and stuff like that. So we, we're... I, we're big fans of that type of stuff. I myself, especially, you know, uh, love anything that makes me go above and beyond outside of just reading something. Um, I don't mind it. Some people might, but um, dude, I'm, I'm just, right there with you. I don't know if you see. I don't know if you guys are X Men fans, but this is the uh, Hickman man, man alphabet. I made this shirt. Uh, I made. This oh shirt man, I love it. To uh, to it's so it's the it's their their rules their laws. Uh, the yep, uh, I'm a big and... time Hickman fan, man. Dude, so that's, I'm right that's there with so, you. So hyped about this current run, but uh, so I yeah. did this and I did it as a, a fundraiser uh, T-shirt on Teespring. Uh, so if anybody's listening or watching, if you want to, it's 100 percent uh, profit. Go to uh, the the uh, oh my god, I can't think Hero <laughs> Hero Initiative, uh, which supports uh, comic book creators in times of need. So it's. Uh, Hundred percent. I don't take any money off of it. I was just like, I really wanted to wear this, but I was like, I feel mm-hmm. bad selling somebody else's creation because, like, this is like I didn't make this. You know, alphabet. The the most I did was organize these letters in in, in order. So like, I didn't really do anything. But I was like, I really want to wear this. But I was like, how do I do this without selling someone else's work? And I was like, well, if we make it a fundraiser where it's going to benefit comic book creators, I'm I'm yeah. down for that. So that's that's available on. Uh, on, on the, the it's linked in the in the description and in the uh in, in the down below as you will on youtube so but the, yeah it's I, I, that's so cool I, i'm i'm a i'm a i'm like deep into that stuff because there was um <laughs> i'm friends with mark brooks on facebook and they they sent him because of uh, ten of swords they sent him this book uh like uh-huh. a moleskin book and it said ten of swords 2020 and then it said a statement in Krakoan, and i sat there for like five minutes trying to read it i'm like i'm so close i know like most of the letters uh <laughs> uh but it was just kind of like that's that's my shit like i really dig yeah like, just digging into the lore and and kind of exploring that universe so i, I appreciate that having that you do the 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 Oh, man, I don't even. Again, I don't know what the word is. I, feel, I swear to God, I I feel like every time I hear somebody forgot stuff for COVID, I'm like, I fucking got COVID. I swear to God, I keep forgetting shit. <laughs> like, uh, I I I appreciate the like um, initiative. I don't know. That's not that's a stupid word, but like the initiative of like creating a whole language and a whole alphabet. Yeah. Like I dig that, dude. That's so fucking dope. Like it's one of those things where you you feels like a lot of people are gonna take it for granted when they're reading it. They're like, all right, cool. Like he put some characters or whatever. But like when you know that there's like a whole meaning to it. I mean, like when you think back, like Lord of the Rings is one of the greatest stories ever told, one of the most popular stories ever told, and that man created Absolutely. an entire language, and I think more than one. Yeah. Like it just there's he spent all yeah. this time. Now there's something to be said about the length of that project because there was. Back then, they used to pay by the word, and they put them out in those, those like weekly pulps or whatever. So you, you got paid by the word. So that's why it's like a thousand pages long, and that's why everything's so wonderfully and beautifully described. Uh, yeah. He was trying to make that money, yeah. and I'm not mad at him. But you know, I, I'm never gonna read it because that's a lot of damn reading. But <laughs> I like the movies. I like the movies, and I like the the the, the universe of of just you know. And I'm really more of the process junkie. You know, I like. Mm. When when this is a trade, which is when I'm going to be buying the physical, by the way, uh, I don't, if anyone's watching the, the 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 video and noticed that I only bought the seven dollar uh, digital copy, is because I don't collect floppies. Uh, 
I don't collect floppies. I don't collect singles. So I'm a, I'm, I'm, yep. I'm here for the trade, but I wanted to support you guys. And, um, uh, I appreciate I, that. I'm super down for oh, this, yeah. dude. I, I'm, I'm hyped for it. And it's definitely the kind of thing where I think people are going to really enjoy it. it. It's just, it's intriguing. It, it, it kind of, it's got that little bit of, um, prometheus flavor where it's like where you know where did the world come from where did humanity come from kind of thing it's got just like little flavors of different stuff and you know there's always we always wonder about you know our monkey ancestors and what the fuck they were up to so like (laughs) (laughs) like i I dig that i i just man it's super it's beautiful it it it, i'll be honest it is uh far and above some uh indie books out there and i'm not meaning to disparage anybody's work out there i just i believe there is there is a, a equation where it's the quality being put out the visual and the, the storytelling and just the overall presentation and how good your actual project is going to be like i think if you are just you know I, there there's certain levels of quality that I, yeah. I i personally look at and i'm like all right well, i mean you're doing your thing but like it, it does not uh, inspire confidence and it does not really does not really inspire my wallet is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate that, man. I mean, go ahead, Zach. But yeah, no, I was just going to say, yeah, we wanted to take, to take it to another level where it's not, you know, your average comic and it's not also not yeah. your average, you know, story or topic that um, everyone regularly discusses. So, we wanted to like dive deep and also, you know, have people with us uh, to explore those ideas uh, because, you know, we think those ideas are important because that that is what makes us you know who we are is just like searching um, for who we individually are as people and, you know, where we're going and like, what is the point of anything? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's really cool. Like just being able to share this with everybody too so i dig it man it's it's super it's super dope it's before this now you said you had there was a a beginning beginning there was a first the first version of this is that something that can be maybe part of a trade part of a hardcover one day like is this something that's is there a script is there a finished product like yeah, it's it's kind of funny because um, as we were like the second that we decided to go with the anthology, we started to think of an overarching theme for the whole anthology. Um, you know, glue all of the shot issues together. So when we started doing that, uh, exploring those ideas, this overarching theme just became so complicated that it did become at a time its own. Uh, in itself break it down into a three to four act structure that uh, we could possibly use it for something else um but originally it did uh, it's funny you mentioned prometheus because it reminded yeah. us of that no yeah. we didn't we're fi- we're huge fans of like movies like prometheus but um you know as we started creating we were like whoa all of the things that inspired us you know like when we were younger and we were kids or even up until now, before we started creating, like, um, what we created, like, it all, you know, comes into play and, like, has a role in 
in, you know, whatever we express, which is pretty interesting. I mean, it goes for everybody too, you know, all creators, you know, writers and artists too. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think we see it a lot in film, especially in uh, when people start analyzing okay. newer films and newer movies. And it's like, oh, well, this director clearly was influenced by this, you know, classic 70s or 50s or 40s, you know, creator. Uh, there's a I was just watching something. I forget what it was, but they were talking about how the creator definitely really wanted to. Oh, no, that's <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, uh, um, Whitney Moore. Do you know who Whitney Moore is? Uh, she's a she's an actress. She's um, she's not like major, but she's she's an actress out of Hollywood. And um, she was in this film. Basically, it's it was basically this dude's take on the birds by Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. And it was terrible, horrible. Uh, <laughs> but but sh- uh, it, I watched it on um, I didn't watch the movie because God, I couldn't I, like I, just a few clips I saw. I was like, no, this is not a movie you could watch. But uh, I watched it on um, the uh, Corridor Crew. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who those guys are. They're like the VFX guys. They do React videos. Oh, okay. They do all sorts of really cool stuff. So they were like, we're going to take this really terribly, like their the, their effects in that movie were terrible. So they're like, we're going to take this movie with terrible effects. We're going to put some better effects in it. And they got her in to like shoot one more scene to kind oh, of wow. like, shoot this like awesome final battle scene. And uh, she was talking about how the, the director – uh thought like referred to himself as an auteur and was uh, like not shy about him basically being 100 percent influenced by alfred hitchcock and it was like this dude was trying to be alfred hitchcock and like basically out his first movie and uh it was just hilarious because i'm like you see that like you see subtle things in modern films where somebody's like oh this is this is some you know, Tarantino influence, like a little bit yeah. of Tarantino. You see a little bit of, little bit of, you know, Spielberg or whatever, like little things where I'm honestly not deep enough for that, where I can't get that. I'm just, when I'm watching a movie, I'm watching a movie and I love it. If there's a good reference is a good reference. But other than that, like, yeah. I, I, I can't like break down the act structure. I'm just not, that's just not my, my personality type. I don't know. Like I don't have the intelligence for it. And, um, but like when I, when I see people talk about it, when I see people analyze it, I'm like, yo, no, that's real. Like, <laughs> like it's like yeah. somebody just like telling you the, the, the thing that's super obvious to everyone. And you're like, yes, that's true. <laughs> like I dig that because I see, uh, the same thing in, 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 uh, X-Men comics. Like I'm, I keep referring to X-Men cause that's my, that's my shit. I've, I've been an X-Men fan my whole life. Yeah. And yeah, same here. And uh, so, like, I, I listened to uh, Explain the X-Men podcast, and uh, Jay and Miles just, they are wonderful in their intricate analysis of just, like, everything about the books. The way it's written, the way it's drawn, like, the, the politics behind and how it influences everything. Like, all of that stuff where I'm just like, no, nope, it's a great book. Awesome read. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I'm just not there. But then, I, like, since I started listening to it, I kind of see some of the things I see the influence e- even from Liefeld. I see like the jokes being made inside the book about the old yeah. eras. And I'm like, yeah, and this is, you know, like I wouldn't have caught this before, but it's just like, I, I that influence is a hundred percent there. And I, I'm, I'm curious to see once I finally get my book out one day, <laughs> uh, where that'll be. Like, I, I don't even know what my influences are. I read all sorts of different stuff. Uh, I you know my favorite is X Men. 
but that's I don't even know why that is, honestly. But I love teen books, and my book is a teen book, but yeah, my book is not superheroes. My book is bad guys versus worse guys. <laughs> my, there, yeah. there are no good people in my book. Like my my my, it's called Wolfpack, and it's their mercenaries. So like, they're in it for the money, you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> everybody's getting killed there's a lot of blood to be shed so like i don't even know where the influence is coming from but i'm, I'm interested to see what people are going to say about it i mean that's the beauty of comics really is that um you know i've always been a a, a big time comic fan ever since i was a little kid i've loved x-men i grew up on all those animated series as well um but i didn't really get into reading reading comics until maybe five years ago or oh, so wow. and uh yeah, like I, you know, as a kid, you'd read it, but you don't, you don't understand it. You know, I can't read Swamp Thing as a kid and you know re- realize it's a romantic gothic. It's it's poetry, you know. But uh, that was probably my first experience is reading Swamp Thing by Alan Moore, and uh, that's what really was kind of the turn turning point for me, at least, where I realized that you could do so much with a comic book medium, um, and then it's not just capes stories. You know, it's yes. not a hero story. You can write whatever you want. And then I, I stumbled onto image comics and realized, oh, man, all these comics, not all of them are about superheroes, um, which is crazy. And that's that's really, truly what inspired me is realizing that you could write so much more than just, you know, a cape story. Not that, you know, you can't do a lot with cape stories because you can. It's been proven. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was so it's pretty cool that you're writing a story like that. Zach, what about you? Because that's how, what comics how, are. Yeah. Uh, Zach, how, how did you get into comics? Is that you always been a fan? <clears> or? Uh, not always. So my cousin, actually, uh, my older cousin, he he's always been a, into comics, and he always gave me his uh, hand-me-down wizard uh, magazines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I would always look at the cool art, and, um, and sometimes I would go to – places downtown in in fairfield i don't know if you're familiar well actually no you're you're yeah, from chicago so <laughs> no. um yeah um, so in downtown fairfield just a small town um they used to have like uh not sure if it was a comic shop but they would have all these old comics and i love that we look that vintage uh smell collecting like those comics you know there's just something about it, and it really just takes you back to a time that, you know, you feel familiar with, um, what, at, for, at least for me. But, um, yeah, so I, I actually didn't, like, read comics avidly. Um, I, I didn't get into them, into them, uh, but I did collect them. And, you know, I browsed for the artwork. Um, I am an artist, too, so that's really where a lot of my influence uh, comes from in that aspect. And then... Uh, when Vish and I reconnected, uh, this was like after high school, um, he just reached out and we started talking about uh, comics. First it was comics, and then uh, he had an idea of creating a comic based on one of his uh, sleep paralysis experiences. I don't know if you're familiar with sleep paralysis. Yeah, no, or... that's... <clears throat> that's very interesting. I got I don't like yeah, he was he reached out to me and then uh, we just started like, you know, just started like brainstorming off that. And so that's how the original, original, original idea came from. <laughs> and then we started, um, 
And then he got me into reading comics. Like he would let me borrow all of his comics and I would just dive into them. And, you know, like Jeff Lemire, um, just like beautiful stories and, and the artwork as well. So, um, yeah, it's just amazing what uh, the comic book medium and the artists and the writers and you know, the colorists and letters have to do to put into a comic book uh, because, you know, it's producing, directing, um, it's just like everything. It's everything. And so, like, I've, I've developed a deep appreciation for that. So, yeah, it's been a really cool experience. That's awesome. Like I, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the process as well. Like I, I collect, I collect sketchbooks, like mad sketchbooks. I like for me to see how somebody came up with the design is just as interesting as reading the story. So like, Oh yeah. I, I, I love that. Like I, when uh, there was a, a, a wizard issue, I don't even remember when, when, but there was a wizard issue once where they interviewed Jim Lee about Wildcats and yeah. he was talking about how he came <laughs> up he came up with Maul in the seventh grade and he never changed the design. And I was like, Wow, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you look at it's it now. Hulk, Hulk with <laughs> horns on his back. I'm like, that seems like yeah. a seventh grade thing. Like Yeah. So I just like I love that. I love that process. I love kind of seeing where the ideas come from. Like to to think that this came out of a conversation about a story based on a sleep paralysis experience like that's that gives me so much more intrigue already just to read that um that's so dope like um man that's i've seen i've seen uh, videos and i've seen people talk about sleep paralysis and 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 uh is if you don't mind talking about it like uh is is that like a, a recurring situation for you or yeah uh no i don't mind um it's uh, it was something that I dealt with a lot during high school and after high school, and it's one of those things where if you don't understand what's happening, it can just it scares the shit out of you, man. And just like you've probably heard, right? Um, I don't deal with it so much now. If I have it now or it pops up, um, it's not so much of a deal because I uh, not so much of a big deal rather. It's because I I'm kind of comfortable and I understand what's happening to my body and I know what's going on. Um, but you know, what really sparked it for me and why that became a, a kind of central point for me wanting to write about is, uh, you know, when I got back into reading comics, I browsed Reddit all the time. And when I started getting back into the comic scene and reading things, I'd always go on there and try to see who's the hot writer or what should I read or, you know, ask for recommendations and stuff like that. And Tom King was just like on fire. Um, and, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Tom yeah, King, yeah, yeah, for sure. but, um, and uh so i picked up a lot of his books and i just i became a big fan man and uh he had to ask me anything on reddit you know so you know after reading things like the vision and omega men him taking these you know bc list characters and giving them this crazy story captivating story vision was um, a trip. yeah vi the vision story it's a trip it's a trip because you know all, people only know vision from like the avengers movies if you're outside of comics right you don't realize what, what you can do with a character like that for sure so he had a he had to ask me anything on reddit and i was like all right you know i'm gonna i'm gonna ask him what's the inspiration for these stories you know and he actually responded surprisingly and he said that uh i uh i write about you know what i fear the most um and I said, okay. 
So that that gave me a little bit more to go off of. And I was like, that's interesting that, you know, I take something that, you know, I'm fearful of and not necessarily putting others and giving them that fear and handing it off, but just giving them and educating them on it and giving them an understanding of what I was going through. So that's that's really kind of what sparked the whole thing. So uh, shout out Tom King. Thank you, man. <laughs> that's dude. That's that's dope. That's super interesting. That's a, I like man hearing that like to 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 write from a p- position of the stuff that you fear. Man. Yeah, that, it's different. Yeah, it's different. I I I, I never. Had, even once thought about writing about something like that. But when I started thinking about it and kind of deconstructing that idea and what fear is and its purpose in our life, I'm like, wow, you could do a lot of stuff with this, you know, and not trying to be dark or anything like that or edgy, but it's just, uh, I feel like sleep paralysis is a lot of, as one thing that people probably have heard of might not have experienced. It's not like it's rare, but uh, it'd be cool to show people, you know, what it is. And how Absolutely. I dealt with it, and uh, through the comic book medium, you can do a lot of things. You know, the Dude. art speaks for itself. So, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. That that's something I've I've come to realize more so in the last year, more than ever. I've I've come upon um, a th- there's like way more like established indie producers and and and, and uh, companies that I've realized. <laughs> like you know, I knew Boom Dynamite, of course, Image. Yeah dark horse but there is europe comics is doing some crazy stuff vault is doing some crazy stuff like there's all these companies that are just coming out of nowhere and they're swinging hard but they're touching on stuff that is is you know it's not your superhero stories it's not your mythology stories it's stuff like like you're talking about like stuff based on fear stuff like different just different perspectives different experiences and it's it's very it's it was it's been very eye opening honestly for me because I I I just I'm I'm reading yeah. stuff that I'm like I would never have read this before like I would never have thought to read something about this before but I was like the art looks interesting let me just start reading and then you become captivated like you're like what's next yeah. what's going on like uh, there there's a uh, it was called Tartarus um, I always forget who the who the writer is uh, but I think that's under is it under Image I think it is um, what's it called Tartarus um it's it's really interesting it's it's like this super it's like post space colonial future humanity kind of thing and uh it's set on and around this prison planet which is called tartarus um and just very very interesting like how it's executed what it's talking about um just you know it's like it's like familiar themes in a very unfamiliar setting like you know there's all sorts of weird shit that they're dealing with and they're, they're like doing liquid metal and shit and like, it, like stuff that I can't even comprehend necessarily, but it's like the stuff they're dealing with, like trust and, and, and betrayal and survival and just like the, the, the ability to place no, like stuff that's commonplace into <laughs> these like extreme environments and essentially like, teach the lesson or tell the story without being preachy necessarily or just without mundanity like certain stuff is is boring like like if you just like sit down and you know do a a dissertation on trust that's gonna be boring but like well like you do a a good a good story 
you know, like uh, Walking Dead, I think, is a really good example of that, where uh, there's a whole lot of trust and betrayal. And uh, I actually just finished The 100. Uh, there's a great line which, like, sums up the whole series. And I was like, wow, seven fucking seasons. Someone finally just gave me a perfect recap of the show. And uh, one of the characters says, we've all done bad things, some of them to each other. And I was like, shit. That's it. That's the whole show. That's that's literally the whole show. Yeah. We've all done bad yeah. things, some of them to each other. And I was like, fuck. But like that show ended that's in awesome. a, such a beautiful way. Um, and it, the whole thing is about trust and betrayal and belonging. And, you know, but it's set in this, you know, post-apocalyptic, let's throw the, literally, let's throw the kids to the wolves and see if they survive. Like, it, it just, it's yeah. a very interesting story in the way it's told. When it started, uh, I was laughing because I was I was hanging out at my mom's and she just always has the TV on. I turned around and I didn't know what channel it was on. I didn't know what show it was, but I was like, well, let's just take stock real quick. Uh, it's a bunch of pretty young people. It must be the CW. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was right. I was right. Uh, but like, oh, nice. it's, I, I dig I dig uh, the, the, the taking of like deeper concepts and stuff that like you said, fear, fear is a very, very weird place to come from, um, to try to tell a story. Like, cause it's, 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 you put yourself in a vulnerable position talking about fear, especially yeah. your own fears. And to tell a story out of that is very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I myself am now inspired by that. <laughs> like I, I, I dig that. I dig that. Like I've always felt like all of my stories end up having superpowers and now I'm wondering why, <laughs> like, like, you know, now, now, I'm, now, I'm, now I'm having a little introspection having a little introspection. So as you guys are relatively new to comics, wow, five, like five years, that's like five, five, 10 years. I, I, I'm, I'm obviously much older than you. I'm i I'm, uh, I'm 37 now. And, um, that's like I, I've been reading since '96. Like I, I remember, I was uh, out on a, a road trip with my uncle, uh, and he bought me a, a Spider-Man book, and it was one of those things like I knew Spider-Man from the cartoon, and I was like, "Hey, uh, let's see what this is about." And it was mid uh, Clone Saga, so I don't know if you guys know anything. About <laughs> oh, uh, I know about it. Yeah, I know about it. <laughs> it was you know Ben Riley with Spider-Man. I was like, "Where the hell's Peter Parker?" I was like, "Wait, he's yeah. married. She's pregnant. Hey, he's he's blonde that? now." <laughs> So it was it was kind of a shock to the system of to come into like everything is different. So it just kind of opened my eyes to the possibility back then. And then uh, the 2099 books were still in swing and I didn't know anything about that. So I saw Fantastic Four 2099 and I was like, what? They don't even look at all like the show. Like, <laughs> like that, yeah. nothing's the same. Why is there a robot? Like I was so confused. But like coming into that and then just living through what I feel like the late 90s. I feel was a stellar time for comics just because it was like trying to make up for the early nineties where they just kept trying to like whip out those number ones and create these yeah. new, you know, rarities and all like all the stuff that they tried to do to, to like big up the, the comic book market, which caused it to crash ironically, like, like yeah. all the things they tried to, to do to make it make a lot of money and then ended up damn near bankrupting Marvel and uh, so, but they yep. like the cleanup, you know, the cleanup batter of that was 
some of some fantastic <clears throat> stories, some fantastic artists coming into into, into the game. Like uh, Salvador Larocca came in in '97 uh, yeah. on X Men, and and uh, even on um, he he went to Fantastic Four after that, and like he was killing it. And I loved his stuff then. And and Carlos Carlos Pacheco was was there, kind of in that era. And then he ended up doing uh, the, the the DC stuff and just some really incredible stuff stuff since then. But it was one of those things like I feel like I was I, you know I feel like uh, history like I was I was there before anybody knew about him like I was <laughs> I, I was riding for Salvador Lorca before anybody else was you know, and uh, so it was not, now uh, you know they, they did a he did a, a variant cover of Daredevil twenty five, which I'm gonna spoil for everybody if you didn't read it. Uh, Electra becomes Daredevil at the end. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's very interesting. It's it's like it's a yeah. guilt thing. It's a guilt thing, right? It's 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 themes. Um, yeah. It, Matt goes to prison and, and she becomes uh, she becomes Daredevil. But he did a variant cover, and it's I mean it's a good fo- it's a good piece. Of course, it's it's Salvador, but like it's just a piece of Daredevil on a Daredevil comp. Like it's nothing special about the cover, but because it's the first issue, that variant selling for like three hundred dollars on eBay. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it, it's one of those things. Like I remember, he was like the fill-in artist on X Men. It, <laughs> it was an interesting, it's an interesting uh, growth period. But like, it, it's I've I've kind of been through like a lot of ups and downs in the comic book space, especially with with uh, especially with X Men. Uh, <laughs> there, there's a there, there's a whole era that everyone apparently wants to write off, and I actually thought it was really good. So like, I feel like I'm the odd man out every time. Everybody, every time somebody talks about. Uh, it was, I think, the the the, post- was it the Joss. Uh, no, no, no. Joss it was, Whedon. It was, before, it was before Whedon because it was the. There was Morrison, and then there was Joss, and then so prior to Morrison, two, Morrison left. Oh, okay. It was Morrison left, or was it before Morrison? Because it was, uh, I think it was Chuck Austin. And everyone oh, okay. talks shit about that run. Everyone talks shit about that yeah. run. Whereas I thought the Draco, which like explained Nightcrawler, was a great mm-hmm. story, but nobody liked it. Nobody liked it. Apparently, I'm the only guy. <laughs> like everything around that era, where it's like uh, uh, Nightcrawler became an ordained priest, but then he didn't. It was like a whole mind game thing. I actually thought it was really interesting stuff. I did not love uh, 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 Angel being romantically involved with Husk thought that was really weird and uncomfortable because yeah. you know they don't really say who's who who is how old and last time yeah. she was around she was on a teen group so i didn't i wasn't a big fan of that but but uh other than that like i liked uh angel having you know regenerative health abilities like that was super interesting that everyone seems to have forgotten about like he went to a, 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 a like a um like a clinic he went to a clinic and he was like draw as much blood as you can give it to as many people as will accept it like let's heal some motherfuckers because he's like yeah. i got a healing factor let's put it to fucking good use and like half the kids with cancer got cured and i was like this is the shit x-men should be doing yeah yeah wolverine <laughs> yeah like what the fuck are you doing wolverine <laughs> wolverine's just like nah i like to get blown up every once in a while and reconstitute yeah. like yeah, the x-men continuity is just i mean you know i haven't been into comics and just gotten back within the last five, six years, but I've done my fair share of catch up. So I know everything. I've I've read a lot of the big runs and stuff. And uh, these continuities for just, you know, Marvel in general, or if you break it down to X-Men, it's just, it's insane, man. How many changes and things. And that's why it's pretty refreshing to see Hickman's take on stuff. I mean, I'm 
I'm already a, a big time Hickman fan, so I'm probably pretty biased. But uh, I'm I'm psyched. What he's doing with X Men, I feel like it's fresh, kind of. Dude, it so is. It's funny too because uh, right right as like the unca- the last Uncanny title started uh, before mm-hmm. the Hickman run, uh, I was like, wait, hold on. I'm like, Cyclops is back. Gene's back. <laughs> they both died. I was like, well, till death do us part. So their marriage is dissolved. They both died. Even yeah. Wolverine died. All three of them died. They yeah, all they're, they're dead for a while, too. I was like, yeah, I was like, they all died. They all came back. I was like, you know, if you just put them in, like, a polyamory thing, like, we won't even have to deal with this whole nonsense love triangle. Every time Wolverine kisses Gene, it won't be a specialty. It won't be everyone freaking out. Oh, he kissed Gene. And, and then Hickman shows up, and he's like, everyone's fucking whatever. <laughs> Hickman's just like, yeah, that, that's you know one what? Of my it's just parts. a thing now. Like... They yeah. all live together on the moon. I was like, I am mm-hmm. here for this. I am here 150% for this. I love this era. It, uh, it, 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 I love Hickman's style in general because he does these arc. like He's like, I have this grand plan of what I want to achieve, and I'm just going to do it all. And here's like the little peppered in details. Because uh, I love yeah. his run pre, like the pre-Civil or pre-Secret Wars thing. Because I think he wrote Secret yeah. Wars. Yeah, like, Fantastic Four, Secret Wars, Avengers, uh, whole was fantastic. Right. I love. Yeah. I had the idea of the Avengers form teams, and they start doing you know like response teams years yeah. ago, which is I love. Like this, I I just I I feel like I'm providing this to the universe. I just think about it for a while, and then a few years later, somebody does a series, and I'm <laughs> I'm like I'm okay with it. I don't need to. I don't I don't need to write it as long as it gets written. I just want to read this stuff. Uh, but like you know, when they did the whole Avengers world, I love that idea. Like he, he he created this whole big framework, and then it's like, you know, cannonballs on the fucking Avengers, like sunspots on the fucking Avengers. Like let's just do yeah. it, fuck it. And um, I just really like that overarching concept. So you guys were saying that there is a, a big, big overarching plan and plot for this series for the for the anthology there is an overall theme um how long is this going to run when can we expect a trade i'm just i'm that guy so i, I gotta get my trades you know <laughs> <laughs> you waiting for me okay um yeah i mean the the overarching theme really for can you talk are you guys hearing me yeah, yeah. oh i think zach might be muted or something You good, Zach? Oh, he froze. There he is. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, there we go. I can hear you now. He froze again. <laughs> he froze. Okay, cool. There he is. Oh, we again? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good now. Um... Yeah, so I mean the the overarching theme really uh aside from, you know, the the project that might have came out of this that we kind of tabled and then the original original project, the theme overall is just uh you know, uh, some questions are better left unanswered, you know. So, you know, Zach mentioned we'd meet up at Barnes and we, you know, aside from, you know, working on the comic and stuff, we talk and we're both heavy sci-fi lovers and and all that so 
we discuss our different, you know, beliefs and um, things of that nature. And really, that's what the, the anthology is, is just a means of us to be able to tell these types of stories. But they're kind of like our answers to some of these questions that, you know, uh, you might not necessarily want the answer to. So a little bit of like a, a darker twist to it in the same vein as like Black Mirror or something I like that. I was just thinking that. I was like, there's like some of those episodes are definitely one of those like, I didn't want to think of that far ahead. I didn't need to, I didn't need to know what would happen if, if we did, went, went down this road. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So similar in that nature, um, Black Mirror is a pretty big uh, influence for us. Uh, Ice Cream Man by Image Comics, another great anthology book that they're putting out uh, is another big influence. But uh, I've I've seen yeah, it. I've then, seen it. I have not perused that one. I've seen it. I, I always thought and, it was a weird title, so I was like, I don't really know what to do with this. Like, I, I thought the same too. Uh, I definitely almost judged that book by its cover when I first saw it, but I, I picked it up on a whim, and I've been down for the ride ever since. So I definitely recommend checking that out. But uh, as far as the trade goes. Um, you know, we're just, we're doing these, we have five issues lined up for this series. Um, taking it one Kickstarter at a time. Uh, so, you know, issue two's in development uh, in the early writing stages. And then hopefully we can get a few more out, a few Kickstarters out next year for the second and third issues. And then once that's uh, concluded and that we're at five, then we'll look into releasing a trade. But we also want to kind of, kind of shop it out there to see if, you know, some publishers are maybe interested. You know, I think that's the end goal for a lot of Kickstarter folks out there to be picked up by a publisher and have them kind of take care of the distribution aspect of it. Uh, I feel that it's yeah. So it'll be interesting, but that's, that's kind of like our plan right now. I feel that now. Um, Obviously, the the legwork of, of distribution and, and publishing being handled by by a by an image or a dynamite or whoever, um, obviously huge benefit for you guys. Less work, <laughs> like you get to just submit the stuff and and they get it done. Um, is and this is purely like conceptual of a question, but like is is it worth it to give up that that cut and that control? Um, I ask because I, I looked into I looked into image and like their policies and as far as like how how they bring in books and they one of their things is they get to they get to um, basically override you on the on the uh, logo and the name. And that did not sit with me uh, because like I had, yeah. you know, I, I had an idea as far as the presentation and I was like, if they just. Out, like out of hand disagree with the name or the the logo like that's not gonna work out like it just doesn't end well for anybody because then we've all spent time and then they say nah like and uh I, if i sign a contract i gotta do it and then it's like i'm not happy with what i'm producing so i guess that's that that is my question is is you know are you are you married to any of it as far as like the the the, the name or the logo or like any of the, the the stuff that could be changed i guess like the, the visuals on top you know like the the layout stuff like that because uh, i really think like a lot of the stuff you guys are using is very interesting uh, i love the even the kickstarter i actually thought the first time i looked at the kickstarter i thought it was like not rendering properly because you got like 
uh, uh, colons and parentheses and and and, and slashes. And I was HTML. like, I was like, is it not rendering the site right? I'm like, is my browser broken? Uh, and then I was like, oh no, this is on purpose. Like I dig this. This is like it's such an interesting nice. presentation. So. Are, is this, is this something where if Im- image was like yeah we'll do it but like you can't call it deep theory, like how do, how does that how does that conceptually like you know I, you can change your mind tomorrow like <laughs> when we're done with this conversation but I just mean like conceptually if if image was like hey we'll we'll do it we'll publish you guys but you got to change the, the the name yeah well, honestly, I would, uh, if... go ahead <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say like. I would, I would be okay with it as long as we could have um, Andres uh, Andres Juarez who who uh, who did our logo. Um, if we could have him redo it, you know, to what it would be, because you know I wouldn't want to put his, you know, like in the background or like forget about his, which is what so, made you know bring it yeah. to life. So, so Andres Juarez is actually the the head of like the graphic design element or head of design rather for skybound <laughs> so oh, i hope no they shit. wouldn't okay. be i hope so, they wouldn't so more than likely more than likely that's not that wouldn't be a, a situation for you guys i, w- I would hope not <laughs> <laughs> that's their guy so wow that's that's so that's super dope and is that somebody i mean again i'm just curious about how these connections get made is that somebody you guys knew or is it just like you reached out to him and said hey uh, he's he was another uh person i mean like we we just reached out to uh because we saw some of his um ig ads uh and we were <laughs> like oh and then we started checking him out and then we sent him just a little message and then he got back to us so um i mean it's just a like you know maybe it's just like good timing for everybody at the, at the time so it's kind of interesting like it. <laughs> just, it sounds like it man. yeah that sounds super dope so like is ever like besides you guys you guys clearly knew each other for for a while uh everybody else is just like you guys reached out and said hey we got this thing let's i need a colorist i need a letterer etc like you just reached out to everybody yeah, yeah we did much- yep. yeah wes wes actually did uh all the all the interiors in their entirety so he did uh the the roughs pens and uh, the inks and the, the colors as well and oh, then wow. okay um that, that's that that's that triple threat man that's that triple threat yeah, that's, I, I dig yeah. that i dig people who who can execute the whole thing because then you because you it's very interesting to see people like that who you know will do a book like this and then you see kind of their whole range just when they do it and then you see them yeah. inked by someone else and colored by someone else and you kind of see the like importance of every stage and kind of what everyone brings to the table because uh for me like the the like best x-men combination is uh <laughs> sounds so stupid because he like hasn't done comics in so long but joe mad and uh and uh tim townsend tim townsend and joe mad like tim townsend inking over joe mad's art shit ah oh, man that's yeah. that's my that's my jam like I, if they did an x-men <laughs> book now i'd buy every single copy even though i don't collect singles <laughs> i would i swear to god i would like oh you got variant covers I'll buy three fuck it like <laughs> that's my shit like when he, when he went to uh, when he when he did Darksiders and uh, unsurprisingly Darksiders is my favorite video game uh, series so like uh, you know he did uh, he just did uh, what's it called Airship and now they're doing uh, Battle Chasers as a game um, and it's not even my style of game and I still played a shit ton of hours on it. <laughs> 
because uh, it's just like I love his art. So like yeah. just seeing it, and I, I spend time just staring at it. So like that that kind of combination of the specific kind of art um, and kind of what everybody brings to the table from an art perspective is very important because I, I could definitely see like looking at some of the preview pages here i could definitely see like if you had like an art thibbert or or tim townsend like that that it would they would look very different you know like as far as the inks because they just do have a different inking style like there's just no way around yeah. that you can't you can't get away from you know you can't unless they were like all right i'm gonna do this exact thing just like go off the you know reference page because they're gonna bring in their own character they're gonna bring in their own little flavor as far as when it gets inked because i've seen a bunch of different artists you see their pencils and you're like why does this look so weird and then you're like oh because the inker moved the mouth changed the shape of the eye a little bit like little stuff that you don't think about by itself but then when it all comes out you're like i remember like the cover did not look like this piece but there it is that that was the original piece and it kind of blows you away but that's cool to have that whole kind of uh, pipeline uh, from just one person, but I imagine it takes oh, yeah. it takes longer to get pages then. <laughs> yeah, it does. This yeah. Turnaround's not not too bad, really. So, but uh, yeah, it's just I mean, going into the project, especially, we just kind of lucked out in finding him and finding someone that can do all three. Uh, because you know, we're this is our first comic too, so you know, we don't have necessarily that eye to see. Okay, is this inker gonna pair well? with this pencils or, you know, how's this color colorist going to fare with the inks and all that. So we, we definitely lucked out finding Wes. Shut up. Sorry about that. Freaking dogs. Oh man. <laughs> Life with dogs. Yeah. I hear you. That's been, that's been an interesting part of this year, right? Is having to, 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 to live life for everything. Like I work <clears> from home. Like my day job is from home anyway. So like, for me, yeah. it's not been very different. But my wife is like on a on a call for her work, and then you know, the mailman shows up, and the dogs lose their mind, and it's a whole different <laughs> whole different world for her. You know, she's had to be like, hold on a second, let me calm these dogs down so I can talk to you without dogs. Oh, but man. I wanted to I wanted to get into a couple other topics with you guys since you are comic book creators. I always want to touch on on this concept. Uh, because I think it's very interesting where the the supposed origins of it and the supposed kind of idea of it um, is very interesting to me versus the the execution and kind of the community that's been behind it. Um, Comics Gate. Um, there's not really a <clears throat> not really a, a, a soft way to get into that topic. Uh, most people have an idea of what it means when they when they hear it, uh, but so. I have talked to people from the Comics Gate community and, and kind of their thoughts on it and their ideas and their whole the premise, from what I understand, the premise has been that they did not like how their character, their favorite characters at Marvel and DC, et cetera, were, were being written. They didn't like how they were doing, you know, some of the changes, whether it's their supposed forced diversity or whatever the hell they like whatever other excuses they want to put out there but they so on a like on a basic level they didn't like how these characters were being written so they were leaving right they were backing out you had you know uh big names like uh uh ethan ethan van skyver whatever the hell his name is 
Yeah. Um, he, you know, he was like, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm going to go do my own, my own book. And I always thought, I thought that was really funny because even in the nineties, Cyberfrog was a fucking joke. So like, <laughs> I just personally thought that it was funny that he was like, oh, I'm going to go do my own book. And I was like, you're going to go do Cyberfrog? Really? That's what you could do something else yeah. come up with something new something good <laughs> uh but so the the the, the, ex, the the execution has been less than ideal because uh it's been basically a lot of shit talking and then they start using words like forced diversity and all this other nonsense and then they the fandom uh as it always does with most fandoms is even more toxic than the idea and they 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 did some shit that just don't do in political in in, in, in polite society. Um, you know, people people got death threats, people got bullied online and, and in person. Uh, all sorts of dumb shit. All sorts of dumb shit. And um, I guess my, my 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 question to you guys is, what do you think is is kind of the role of the, of the indie comic space when it comes to stuff like that? When when it comes to these kind of uh, extreme ideas coming from the fandom and sometimes even other creators. Um, yes, you know, we're, we're not super, super familiar with, with comic skates. I mean, I, I pay attention to, I, I browse Reddit and stuff, so I might hear things here, there, but, um, I mean, ultimately, uh, you know, we got into this whole thing because we, we can write what, we want to write and that's ultimately why we appreciate the position we're in right now is being able to tell these stories uh, in a respectful manner um these stories that we want to tell you know and that's just kind of been our focus is doing that with uh having as much respect for everybody and their beliefs and stuff we're not trying to cross any lines or anything of that nature necessarily but um i just think that's truly like the best part about being an indie writer is that you have that freedom rather than working for maybe Marvel or DC where you might not. You have an editor, you have editorial telling you what you have to, this issue has to be about or what Batman is going to do next or something like that, you know? So something that I don't take for granted. Um, but I think we are mindful to other, other folks and their opinions and stuff like that. Uh, it just isn't something that really has been in our peripheral because we're focused on we're still learning really you know you. we're still learning to write um and we're going to continue to do that and uh, continue to grow as writers so we can put out content that you know ultimately we just we want to share it with everybody you know i've shared it with zach many times but you know my dream has always been to be able to walk into a store and you know see my comic there and then and talk to people about it you know i want to talk to people about it because like i said it's if it's something derived from my fears, you know, I'd love for people to come and talk to me and ask me questions about it. And that's truly what we're kind of in it for is just that kind of experience and uh, getting out there and then sharing it with the world, really. That's dope. See, and, and I, I, I agree with that. I, I dig that. Uh, a, you got you to gotta be focused, especially with 11 days to go, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to be focused. You got to get this kickstarter done. Um, and I... I that, that's kind of been my, my perspective as well is the, the indie space is not new. Like, you know, this didn't just show up this last year in the last two years. Like it didn't just appear overnight. So it's just been very interesting for me to see not even just 
fans because I feel like fans more than even the creators should be able to just pick a different book to read. Like they're, you know, if you don't yeah. like the way Captain America is going or Batman or whatever, just pick yeah. a different book. There's thousands of books on the market at this point. Uh, you know, especially like I, I realized the last six months, there's even more books that I thought a year ago. Like it's just yeah. there, there's so much out there. And like to, to your to your point, it, from so different, so many different perspectives about so many different things, it's not always just capes. Like there are so many stories in the comic book format that you can read whatever you want to read. There, there's whatever you are feeling at the moment, you could read a comic book about almost certainly. Like you can find a book that covers just about any emotional time you're going through, or, 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 or you know, conceptual time you're going to, through, whatever. So, like, I've always thought that, like, I actually, I jumped into, like, a live stream that uh, a, a couple of creators were doing, and they were talking about, because, so, the way I, like, got into this, because I didn't know this was a whole thing for a long time. This was apparently a thing for, like, six to eight months before I even found out about it. But I'm in a comic collector group or whatever on uh, on Facebook, and somebody posted uh, something like, oh, uh, Mike Miller... Uh, Mike S. Miller was kicked out of the uh, Grand Rapids Comic Con. And I was like, wow, okay. I, I didn't know, like, people got kicked out of Comic Cons. Like, I was like, he's an artist. Like, you just, Artist Alley. Like, yeah. you, you get the table cost. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. Like, I've seen exactly. some artists that I don't like at Comic Cons. Like, that doesn't mean they should get kicked out. That's, that seems silly. And then uh, somebody shared a tweet of Mark Wade being like, good, like, Something about like animals like him shouldn't be allowed at conventions, and I was like, "What the fuck did he do? Like, how bad is this dude? Yeah. Like, is he like punching babies? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, I don't, like, I don't get where. Why are they so mad at him? So I'm like, let me like go and check out this dude's content and see like what is because they 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 went on, uh, they, basically the whole thing stemmed from a podcast that he did where he had a dude on talking about what you know he they were coming at it from we think is forced forced diversity and you know characters being gender bent and whatever whatever and so they were coming at it from like we don't like that and there was some dude who came on and it was a black guy that came on and he they kicked him off the podcast to be very honest the guy wasn't making a lot of sense he wasn't saying anything he just kept repeating like a few statements uh so they kicked him off but then he like said some ignorant shit he said something about like he doesn't know his dad and i was like that's that's fucking stupid. Like, what a stupid thing to say. Yeah. Like, that's an ignorant fucking thing to say. But I was like, but Mark Wade just as bad. Like, he called this dude an animal. Like, what the fuck? Like, like this is not that serious. This comic books, guys. Like, this is not that fucking serious. But I was like, all right. So, like, this dude's, like, not my favorite dude. But let me, like, watch his content. Like, see where Mike, this Mike Miller is coming from. And he was on a, he was on a thing. And uh, they were doing a live. And I asked the question. I was like, hey. You know, I see, like, you guys have, you know, an interesting perspective. I don't necessarily agree with you, but, like, why not just do your own books? I was like, I can't be the first first one to, like, tell you this idea. Like, I can't be yeah. the first guy to, like, give you the idea of just, like, make your own comic. Because he, what he ended up doing was he ended up doing his own, like, Captain America kind of dude. Like, you know, government project, super soldier thing. And I was like, why didn't you just do this a year ago when you got mad the first time? And one of the people in their in their live was like, well, you weren't here a year ago. I was like, I needed to tell you? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like indie comics didn't just show, I didn't just invent indie comics for you. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, I needed to be the one to tell you. He's like, you weren't here a year ago when this started. I was like, why wasn't someone just being like, yeah, we can just make our own book. Cause that, I, I remember even in wizard mags back in the day, they would have ads for like the shittiest comic books. You look at it and you're like, I would never read that. That looks like it was drawn by a seven year old. But it's an ad in Wizard. So you, they got to be making money somehow. Somebody was buying those books. So I was just like, indie comics have been around. In, indie comics almost destroyed comic books back in the 90s because everybody wanted to put out comic books. And sometimes, most of the time in the 90s, they weren't that good. Uh, you know, the quality has definitely seen an upswing for sure. But like, I just was blown away. I was like, and, and it was funny because. The perspective of oh i don't like how this book is being done i don't i don't like i don't like how this character is being done i always think that's funny because it's like you don't have to like this you don't have to like this run there's 30 years or 20 years or 80 years of this character you got bad yeah. issues to read you ain't read all of it you don't like how batman's being drawn or written or whatever sure but there are 80 years of batman you haven't read all the books you got plenty of reading yeah. <laughs> Wait till the next writer comes in. You know, exactly. things are constantly changing in the, the comic world, right? In regards to these characters and who they are or what they're doing and stuff, different arcs and all that. So, 100%. just wait it out. 100%. That's, it, it like blew me away the whole concept of it. Just like everyone, like the, the, the fans, especially, because I mean, I get it. You are reading a book and it's a certain way. You know, everybody got mad when Iceman was gay. I was like, Really, it makes a lot of sense. Like, if you kind of go yeah. back through his behavior, it's kind of funny because mm -hmm. they were like, Iceman's gay. I was like, that makes sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. <clears throat> like, going back to, like, he had – there was uh, scenes with during that Chuck Austin run. He got injured, and uh, and uh, Northstar was, like, hitting on him. Like, play hitting on him. And he was just – he got, like, super defensive about it and, like, kissed the doctor to, like, prove himself or something. And I was just like – I was like, you know, now that makes sense. Now that scene makes sense. Mm -hmm. I get it. <laughs> like, like, I'm this whole like pattern of behavior makes sense now. And it was just like people. People got so mad. Oh, Iceman's gay. Like, how can you do that? Who cares? What does it? Yeah. What does it really matter? Like, it's a fictional character at the end of the day. Yeah, they're all fictional characters. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, if it turned out Sherlock Holmes was, I don't know, you know, a, a baby killer. It's it's a fictional character. Like I like Sherlock Holmes, but then I'd be like, all right, well now I guess I'm not reading Sherlock Holmes no more. I don't, yep. you know, I'm not gonna read this book because I don't like the way this is being done. Cool, I'm gonna move on to the millions of other books to read. Like it just it blew me away. But it was just like I I do see kind of like where the, the the like impetus for that for that perspective because I have seen situations where I'm like. I, I read this book and then the next issue, this is way out of character. Like the next writer just like doesn't know what's going on. And that can be jarring. And that can be like what they did with Batgirl was not a big fan of that. Like I, I read, um, I read the, the new 52 era uh, back to back all is one in like 2017, 2018. Yeah, it was, it was a task. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, but I had, I read stuff that I had never, I'd never read a swamp thing before. So I, I never read yeah. the, the Alan Moore run, but like I read the the Swamp Thing book and it was one of the best books. 
Aquaman was one of the best books. Frankenstein yeah. Agent of Shade was one of the best books. Yeah. I thought like Superman, the action comics was meh. Like Superman, meh. Like all of the main, like the main yeah. books were just okay. But like yeah. the like weird off the beaten path stuff was great. And I was like, this is the shit people need to be reading. Like, I don't even know yeah. why you're mad. Because, like, I was reading Batgirl, and then they got put that new artist and new writer on. And all of a sudden, Batgirl, who literally up until that issue was graduate school, like, a grown-up. And literally, like, the last panel of the previous issue, she's like, I'm not going nowhere. You're family. I'm going to be here. You're, you're safe. Next issue. All right, peace out. I'm out of here. You'll be okay. I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, how is this the same person? <laughs> And then the artist that they brought on is like such a drastic shift. And then they changed her costume. And I was like, she looks like a 15 year old girl. And then she, all of a sudden the whole arc was about how she got onto social media. And I was like, this is, yeah, this is, it was hard. It was genuinely hard to read. And I was like, I don't like when Batgirl is hard to read. Like there, there's certain, certain books I couldn't read. Cause I was just like, Nope, can't do it. Like they did a like super kitty version of Bizarro. Couldn't, couldn't like I read yeah. three pages and I was like I can't I just can't do this and then but guess what I didn't like have a fit about it like I yeah. didn't I mean that's that's comics at the end of the day I mean having read and reread and gone back and have read a lot of the older older stuff in the 80s and 90s and things just are constantly changing yeah especially when you're reading modern comics now and even in modern comics you have one event that wipes everything clear and then <laughs> That's you're not, resetting, so that's that just what it secret, is. As much as I love Hickman, that was that Secret Wars. I loved the Avengers World era, and then yeah. Secret Wars, and now we're like starting from scratch, and we got like weird, con- yeah. like weird jump jumbled teams of Avengers, and <laughs> it wasn't my favorite era. Uh, but then, honestly, I loved uh, uh, I loved uh, 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 Sam as Captain America. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was what the hell was that? Secret Empire. Uh, not a big fan of Secret Empire. Didn't like how it ended. All of a sudden, Steve Rogers is a spirit. That was weird. Like, just not a big fan of that. Like, it didn't. That's it, that's just comics, man. Yeah, it's comics at the exactly, end of the day. It's right? comics. Exactly right. I didn't like throw a fit. I. It just it it blows me away. Like, cause everybody was like, oh, like when they were when uh, Cap said, "Hail Hydra." I was like, I'm interested to see where this goes. Because yeah. to me, that's storytelling. Something's weird. Mm-hmm. Something's different. And, and even if you read that issue, they had that flashback whole thing. I don't know if you read those the, the, the run. Yeah, I read it. But they, they had those yeah. flashbacks to like, this is where the change was happened. Like the changes was done in his history. And that's why he's always been Hydra. Like, the, it, like this is very self-explanatory. Like, why are you mad is where I was coming from. Cause I was like, why are people mad about this? Like, this is pretty much just plain black and white on paper. Like, this is not hard. <laughs> like this isn't deep, complex math. Like this is two plus two. Changing the status quo. Really? hundred percent. Like I watched, uh, I watched, I actually argued with a, a dude. Um, I already forget his damn name, Jeff something. He does a, a thing called art casters. And uh, uh, he was talking about how he's like, oh, I took my I took my son in to to buy uh, Captain America comics and Captain America's black. And I, he's like, he can't read comics about the Captain America that he saw in the movies. And I was like, sure, he can. There's 73 years of, of white Captain America. Yeah. You just pick any of them, pick any year, any issue, like plenty of them. What are you talking about? Like, 
it just didn't yeah. make any sense to me. I was like, the, the 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 anger is coming from nowhere. Like you're just mad about nothing. <laughs> like I did not like the Captain America book, like the Sam Wilson Captain America book. Thought it was told from a like a really dark perspective, and I I get like I've thought more about it, and I'm like I kind of see like we're kind of seeing it from his perspective. It definitely, I, I could understand how it could be like, it might feel for him that everyone's against him. So that's the only thing that we are shown. And that the only people that are riding for him are the people in the hood and the black people. I get that. Um, but just like, it didn't feel like realistic enough. Like the show where they're going to do the Falcon and winter soldier to me, that feels like they, um, they're coming at it more from a perspective of the government says, all right, we're going to have our own Captain America. He gets the shield. You don't get the shield. And that's where the debate is. And I'm like, all right, cool. We have a bad guy. The bad guy is the government trying to like maintain control over Captain America versus uh, in the comic. It would just felt like all of America was against <laughs> Sam Wilson, except the people in the hood. And I was like, I mean, like, not all of America. Like, I'm sure there would be people who'd be mad about it, but not all of America. Like, that felt really, like, one-sided. So, but again, that ended. And now I'm, more than anything, mad about his stupid new costume. <laughs> like, I don't like the new Falcon <laughs> costume. And I also didn't like the fact that he went, like, back to Falcon. Like, I, I liked him as Captain America. We could have had two Captain Americas. I wasn't mad about it. But, like, yeah. like you said, status quo. People don't like that status quo change. Uh, I want to ask one silly question. This is a super silly question for Zach. Uh, your name it threw me off uh, on Facebook. Your name on Facebook is 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 backwards, and I read it earlier today, and I was like, it's like a rap name, and I love it. <laughs> so I just want to know, uh, do you rap? And uh, <laughs> if so, do you go by Young Zachary? Because <laughs> I dig that so much. I read it and I like said it out loud. I was like. Yo, that's like a rap name. I'm into this. All right. What about you? In the meantime, what about you, Rish? Do you, you, you into rap? Uh, I'm into rap. I don't rap. You don't. Um, you know, Zach and I've known each other since kindergarten, but we've been good friends since I'd say like middle school. Um, and it's in middle school actually where he kind of got into the the whole rap scene, and then you know, I myself try to try to make beats and stuff, load up FL Fruity Loop Studio. Yeah. <laughs> try to make beats and all that, but uh I haven't I haven't dabbled in much rap or anything like that. So maybe vertical works better for audio. So yeah, uh started making music um at me and Vishal actually in middle school. Uh I don't know if Vishal you already you already mentioned that. I told him uh, I try to we make beats like, and stuff in FL. In Fruity Loops. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, so um Yeah, and then I was uh I just started writing so cuz Vishal went to another school and then I went to another high school. Um but I continued writing like poetry and um then I start, got into actually making music like um it's like messing around with like fruity loops and then um had some other programs uh, but it was just super fun. That that's what I would do. What I, what I would want to do if I had another job. But um, yeah, and I, I used to do it uh, all the way up until I was like twenty five. Still do it to express myself, like when I'm alone, um, <laughs> just to make me feel, you know, empowered again. 
Because, yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, can you guys hear me still? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's we, we, we gotta we, we gotta do like a a a, a collab or something together. I, I'm I've been working on a mix, oh. I've been working on a mixtape for like uh for like 20 years, <laughs> like 18 years, oh. 18 years. I start I started rapping when I went to college. I, my uh one of the guys on my floor challenged me while I was drunk to a to a to a battle, and I was like I can't fucking battle. I'm like I don't have that kind of quick thinking ability. Like I'm not there, and uh, so we ended up doing like uh, uh aim battles back and forth on aim. Uh, so I'd send him a couple lines. He sent me a couple lines and that just like, it got me thinking. So, uh, within the next few years, I ended up doing, uh, door to door sales. And one of the other guys was into rap. So we would, we would write and, and do like b battle verses over the walkie talkie while we were out on the, on the trails and stuff. Uh, so it was just kind of something that kind of built up. And over time I was like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do this mixtape. And, uh, I had to rename it because everybody I told the, the the name of it to, I was like, it's it's too deep and it might it might like bring up some negative connotation for people. I was gonna call it the Pearl Harbor mixtape, because uh, the sneak attack like you didn't you didn't see it coming, uh, but people were like, nah, you shouldn't call it that. It might be a little offensive. I was like, I guess, but I don't know, man. Like I, I felt like it was a strong name. <laughs> sneak attack. <laughs> But I yeah, like I, that. I, it, I, 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 I do the same thing. Like I, I kind of, I, I write, um, it kind of just hits me, honestly. Like for me, it's, it's, that's why it's taken so long. Like I, I have, uh, a few songs done, but it's like when it hits me, like I wrote the intro on a whim and it just like hit me one day and I wrote it and I was like, that's the intro. Like, cause other, you know, like most of the, most of the time, if I'm writing, I'm like, line here and there like i hear a beat and i'm like all right cool and i just start flowing to it but none of nothing comes of it but then there are times when it's just like my mind just falls into rhyme and that's where for the next like three four days that's all i'm doing is and as i and i write a whole whole thing i used to do i, I i've been getting like a, the itch again because i get uh emails from rap battle forums is rapbattles.com uh, and there was yeah. a, the, the one thread that I was a part of is apparently still alive to this day, which is like 18 years, 17 years later, but it's called uh diss the bitch above you. And, uh, it was the whole thing was like, <laughs> you're supposed to do like, up to six bars or whatever against the last person that posted. So I see him dropping and I see like all these garbage verses. I'm like, I feel like it's time for me to jump back on there and just like teach him a lesson real quick. Cause that's what it feels like. Every time I jump on is like the last, you know, 20 posts are just garbage. And I'm like, so much better than you motherfuckers. <laughs> well, that's cool though. Yeah. Like when you, that's how you get inspired, like to be better, right. To be better than who you were yesterday. Um, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like thinking in rhyme and like, once you get in that zone, you just start thinking, I mean, like even your sentences just come out. Um, but like, you know, um, Hamilton, like how they perform on stage and how it was written with the music and everything. Yeah. Uh, and that's like very fluent in rhyme and, and uh, you know, the construction of, um, you know, music and, uh, and the literature aspect of it, um, storytelling as well. So, um, dude, but it just comes. Yeah. Once you get in that mode. I love it. Dude, that's, that's, I, I love that you brought that up. Cause I feel like I, like my wife makes fun of me because I, I she she wanted me to go see it, 
And I was like, nah, I'm not, because I'm a big dude, obviously. Like, I, I was like, I'm not going to fit in those chairs. And she was trying to, like, you know, arrange special accommodations or whatever for me. And then, uh, you know, it ended up just, like, not working out. And they, they finished the show. And um, they were like, all right, it's coming to, to, to Disney+. Plus. And I was like, see, I told you. Like, I was going to be able to see it one day. I watched it. It was fantastic. Um, yeah. Just, it's outstanding. Like, the whole structure of it. Um, you know, like we talked about before, like the over the overarching like themes and stuff, the, the stuff that goes back and forth and like the little references to previous songs. Love that shit. That's it's like to me, that's like good comedy, right? Like you, you get you get a good a good comedian will refer to five, six, seven jokes ago. A, like a great comedian will tell you about shit from the last special. <laughs> like, you know, like if you know, you know, and that's the joke. The joke is part of it. So like, that's why I, I, like I've been listening to the shit out of that. Literally, everybody's sharing their uh, 2020 Spotify year, you know, thing. And it was like the first 15 songs are all Hamilton. So it's like, that's uh, it's, that's my shit for sure. Like, I love it. I, I always think about uh, like, like what, conceptually like on a, on a basic level it seems like a simple thing but to execute it the way they did is always like lovely to me uh the the george washington thing where he says i am the modern i have the model of the modern major general like that the way and it the, the syncopation of that is so, it's so good it's so good like i love that's 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 my shit <laughs> just beautiful dude it's 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 yeah uh, it, it, and it's been it's been genuinely inspiring as well too because it's like uh I, i've like looked into the letters that he wrote and stuff like that and some of the shit is like the ego on the motherfucker was enormous like those uh those pre those pre-dual letters that they went back and forth they're long as fucking letters dude <laughs> like where he said yeah where he says like here's a list of the 30 years of disagreements that's a real thing that he sent him he sent this man like a 10 page dissertation of like here's all the shit we ever argued about tell me what you're talking about like <laughs> i was like the fucking ego but like but it was good yeah. it was good it was like I, I was curious about uh the reynolds pamphlet i was like let me let me just like read this real quick it's not a joke it is a pamphlet it is it is a lot of fucking information this dude wrote a lot of shit just to be like yeah i had sex with her <laughs> i didn't i didn't steal no money i was having sex with this woman <laughs> just to everybody just to everybody i was just like that's that was extreme it was an extreme response i think in that time <laughs> like yeah but it's just yeah the 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 structure like i've watched a bunch of videos analyzing like the music and and even the choreography the second time i watched it I was like, oh shit, the dancers are all part of this. <laughs> like, cause the first, like the first time I was like, oh, they're just dancing in the background, whatever. But then I'm like, they're acting out everything they're saying. This is amazing. Like, like the, yeah, it's crazy. A piece and like all the Easter eggs, like you said, um, when they all get threaded together, it's mm -hmm. just, yeah. <laughs> that's that, yeah, that's, I dig that. I dig that. That's kind of like where, uh, you know, like to go back to your earlier, uh, reference, the black mirror, um, when, when you get to those last few episodes and it's like, oh, here's all the shit from these previous episodes in this museum. And then you're like, yeah. fuck, has this been happening in the same place? And it's like, then you start to try to like draw those strings together and you see like uh, um, they had the the space thing was this, the, you know, the space, the space dude, the dude who was having the his space adventures in his head was also the same technology they use when they do did the torture 
but one I was like, dude, like it all like yeah. ties in in very like sneaky ways, and I I dig that shit so much. So uh, five five issues on this to kind of go back to your book here. Um, five issues you said is that going to be, um, like a complete story? Is that going to be like? we are done here. Uh, our, our interwoven threads can all be seen. Or is it going to be like they fall off a cliff and now I got to wait six more months for the next one. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's very self-contained in that each issue is its own thing and kind of one shot. Um, so, you know, aside from the theme carrying over from issue to issue, uh, you could pick up one issue, one, two, three, or four, and just read, each one of them by themselves and not have to worry about reading the others necessarily. So that's kind of how we're structuring it. But uh, I think we are writing these issues um, with the expectation that we can spin them off, so to speak, if we wanted to into their kind of own story. So we are leaving a little bit more there. Hopefully when people read it, they want a little bit more too. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how we're structuring it. I dig that. That's dope. I, I, I appreciate I And that, that's, it's a good foresight. It's a, it's a good foresight. I think, especially kind of in the modern era where you don't, you know, especially indie, you know, like you don't have to go through, like we said earlier, you don't have to go through editorial uh, to decide if you want to do a spinoff one shot or mini series or whatever, whatever. Like you could just be like, I really like yeah. telling this story and people seem to like reading the story. So we're just going to do a little more of this story. And Exactly. You don't have to. You don't have to go through any kind of random approval process. So, I dig that kind of uh, world building, especially. I, I'm, I'm like I said before, the process for me is like the most important thing. So, like having that world building already in place, where you can just be like, "Hey, we're doing, you know, issue two. You know how you loved issue two? Yeah, we're gonna take that character. And we're gonna have him do this, and like people are gonna be on board because." You know, if that, that's how Wolverine got hot. That's how, you know, you have all these yeah. solo characters that got super hot off the the, the appearance in the, the main book. And everyone's like, dude got claws. Let's go. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, whatever. But that's cool. I, I appreciate also that it's it's self-contained issues, though. So that's going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to be able like, when this is done and, and delivered, I'm, I'm not going to be like scratching, you know, scratching at my veins looking for the next hit. Uh, I'm actually going to be able to be like, all right, this was a great read. And I can just, we, we can have another conversation about the, the story itself next time around uh, versus me being like, what's happening next? Tell me I need it. <laughs> that's what we're hoping for. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, and yeah. that's, that's, yeah, and that's, sure. that's also another great like uh, tactic as far as, you know, just being able to say, Hey, you know, cause I, I'm, I'm presuming here, but like after the Kickstarter is over and it's all done and published, is it going to be available through a website? Uh, if, if you need assistance with a website, holla at your boy. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm, I'm seriously like, is this going to be like, are you looking to go through like a comiXology or, or even just on your own, which I personally, I, I, I say, keep the money, uh, <laughs> keep the money. And uh, the turnaround uh, from what I understand from the very, uh, several people that I've talked to during that are in various stages of getting a book to Comixology, uh, that shit takes a while because you know because their reader does all that like fancy shit, so that takes like, yeah. months. Yeah. Uh, so my thing would just be like keep that, keep it yourselves, and uh, do do it through an online store. You can sell you can sell through Instagram now. Yeah. I just thought that just yeah. 
You can sell your comic through Instagram. Ooh. Yeah, you can. We've been we've been utilizing the store, not necessarily the store aspect of Instagram, but we're kind of set up as a store so we can promote some of our posts. But um, I think outside of that, we we do have a website. So deeptheorystudios.com is up and running. Um, I was looking for that. I, I couldn't find and, it. Yeah, it, it's up. It's live. And I think ultimately we will have the, the comics available, at least digitally, up there. Um, I think our print run is going to be pretty decent this first time around for, for our first Kickstarter so that we, uh, you know, kind of bundle things for the second Kickstarter as well. Um, people, new new folks jumping on, you know, on issue two can go ahead and get the physical for issue one. So we're trying to make sure we have extra copies of that. But uh, also trying to maybe work with some of the local comic book shops too and see if we can get some outreach there to our, you know, communities nearby at least. That's dope. That's dope. I, I, I dig that. So as far as like structuring the Kickstarter, so with the, the anthology that I was a part of, uh, the, the guy that, that handled the whole Kickstarter thing, uh, Mike Emirates, uh, old school friend of mine, like he did an outstanding job executing it, but he, he came and he came with the concept of, we need to, to sell this many books for this much money to be able to print the enough books to fulfill those orders. And like, you know, I'm always curious as to the Kickstarter process for people. Like, were you just like, let's just set a, you know, this is how much it's going to cost to print this many books. And we set that goal with like a little extra or was it a matter of like, cause I think we ended up doing, our goal was like $1,600. It was just lit- the literal, like bare minimum. Like if this many people buy a single copy of the book, we'll need this much money to print those books for those people. Like it was like a super basic calculation to just be like, all right, the people that order this can get it. So is it something where you went like super hardcore into that? Or were you just kind of like, we want to put out, like we want to print out a thousand books. We're going to need this much money for that. Like kind of where, where did that come from? Yeah. Um, so a, a bit of both, I guess, uh, you know, the art and everything, like we mentioned earlier, kind of came out of our own pockets and not looking to make that back necessarily kind of look at it as an investment in ourselves really. For sure. Um, and, uh, we understand we're at a point where we don't have a following and uh, that's just our, our biggest goal now. So as far as, you know, the print runs and all that, I think thousand copies is what we're looking at. And that's, I think that should definitely cover what we have uh how many backers we have so far but also like i said you know we we plan to include it in the the kickstarter kickstarters down the road uh you know once covid's done and over with we want to go back to cons and give out copies at cons cons. so i miss cons (laughs) yeah i do too man you guys, and, you guys um, gotta make a point to come out here uh, for C2E2. I just, I, I'm a oh, yeah, man. That's That's been me and my dad's dream, man. <laughs> Go out there. It's awesome. But, um, yeah, so I think mainly the, the Kickstarter number that we came up with is something that, you know, okay, this is a good number to where, where we can fulfill uh, getting everybody their comic and then all the other uh, merchandising, the stickers and the boxes and um, the gold foil numerical 
issues and stuff like that. Um, I mean, like the stuff that's, so that's yeah. coming that, that's coming with this stuff is super super cool. Like I love the the little bits and bobs that that are in the sets, the the stickers, <laughs> I, the bo- like the box really. I'm just I, it like speaks to me in like weird weird ways. Like I'm I'm a fan of uh like I bought like uh mystery boxes. Like I did loot box for the yeah. crate for a while. Like yep. I, I, I just like that experience. So that's just <laughs> dope that you have that presentation. Like you you're gonna open it up, all the books are in it, and like it's just it's a cool feeling. Um I literally the the other day was thinking about spending two hundred dollars on this Chris Chris Claremont special edition leather bound thing where it was like they were gonna have a couple of his like main story arcs but it like it came in this even bigger box thing and i was like just for the experience i kind of want to spend the money <laughs> like yeah uh, it's yeah. it's yeah I, I dig that presentation man like all the stuff that's coming with it um am i what is i, I feel like i am not identifying this piece so in uh in the only one uh set you've got a a piece in the on the left here next to the the retro cover um what is that am i crazy i like don't get what that is <laughs> is it a, is it a pendant looking thing pendant. crystal yeah yeah is there a crystal yeah exactly there much from pendant okay yeah okay i didn't read the first the first line I, for some reason i thought the, it was gonna be at the end not at the top makes sense uh no that's that's no see like that's a that's cool like little 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 stuff that like i i dig stickers i actually um i've been collecting you know cards and stickers from cons for years and i went through them all uh early this year and like saved all the websites like followed everybody on instagram and facebook and wherever they were at and it was one of those things where i had like four to five years worth of cards and stickers from cons and it was sad that like probably 15 to 20 percent of them were gone like this project doesn't exist anymore this person's no longer working on it they you know they're they got a job somewhere and they're just not doing Mm. this thing anymore and you're like you can't fault the person for paying bills but like this looked like a cool project i really want to be into this but it's 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 the early the early following that's needed you know like if you know if we were on 11 days with $6,000 to go, that wouldn't feel the same, you know? Yeah. That would not yeah. feel the same, I'm sure. So, like, you are you are 90, 95. Hold on. Let me refresh. Maybe you were even closer. Uh, 6668. <laughs> uh, so, six, $6,668 with 11 days to go. Uh, super, super excited. I mean, obviously no questions about whether or not this will get funded. This is going up uh, this coming Sunday. So everybody listening, everybody watching, um, absolutely go support this book. Like, I think that goes without saying, I think that's why we're doing this. I think if you're, if you're listening, you understand the purpose. Uh, We're trying to get these boys some money. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I actually, uh, I'm going to be talking to my uh, comics guy as well. I'm going to send him the link uh, because Every time I oh, see awesome. a dope project, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, check check out this retailer bundle," because that's not even that much money. Hundred bucks? Come on, it's, it's a steal, man. It's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> and he's he's actually yeah, he's, yeah, he's really, actually really cool about uh, about doing stuff like that. So like uh, doing indie indie comics and stuff like that. He he put up the yeah. the trade I was in, you know, the the the, the anthology thing. So uh, super 
signed Ooh, signed what they're signed that's special edition man we gotta sell those higher prices <laughs> <laughs> that's dope man i'm so yeah, excited man. for you guys yeah. to, to get this to get this w um yeah like super hyped to read it i'm, I'm really really interested in it just like, especially now that we have, have had this kind of more in-depth conversation about it, I'm I'm even more like, I'm try, now I'm now I'm gonna try and come in at come at it from a analytical perspective. Like I'm trying to see where where it's coming from. And I'm super excited, dude. Super super psyched. Uh, I wanted uh, to to kind of I'm put you on the spot a little bit since we're on on recording. Uh, since I am doing a, the Catalyst magazine, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll hit you guys with the links for that for sure um, for the first volume. But I'm gonna be doing this this second volume coming up. Uh, which we, which will be dropping next month, and wanted to see if you guys would be interested. Uh, do like a little quick interview in there, and then what we also do is we include um, like last time I had uh, Ichabod Jones full issue was in there. Uh, Russell was super cool to to let me put that in there, um, and it's like I said, it's free. It is not, it's not making me any money. It's not making anybody else any money. Hopefully, it's making y'all some money because you know it'll get some people over to you. But like, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's really just I, I want to. I want to be able to, to share stuff like this with people. And, you know, if somebody didn't watch the, 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 the podcast or listen to it and they get the, the magazine, they can see it that way. So if you want to, if, if you guys would be uh, uh, amenable, I don't even know what that word is. <laughs> I don't know what that word means. I'm trying real, real hard to sound smart, but I'm just <laughs> failing today, man. Whew. Uh, my my vocabulary good? is poor. Uh, well, we got a, uh, if if you guys would be cool with it, like I, I, if you got like three the first three pages or you know like a, a key moment or something, just like from the beginning, just to kind of whet the appetite a little bit and then send people your way. Yeah, no, I, I'd say we'd be down for that for sure. We appreciate it, man. Everything that you've done now and even with the magazine and stuff like that, we just we're trying to get exposure as much as we can and you know kind of build that following and just get this out to the people really. Hell yeah! Man. So, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna get it done for you, man. We're gonna get this done. We're gonna get you guys. Uh, we'll get you guys featured. I'm gonna I'm gonna share. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna share your stuff. I mean, I've I've been sharing your stuff, but I'm gonna share your stuff some more. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, let's let's get this done. Hey. Eleven days to go. Uh, well, when you guys are listening to this, nine days. Uh, hopefully by then it'll be funded. So then you just gotta get that get that cream, get that get that frosting. You know, get a little icing on the top. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for this one. Uh, Zach Vish, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate you very much. Appreciate your time. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a blast. I, 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 I had a fantastic conversation with you guys. I appreciate you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, dude. Thanks for having us. All right. We'll see you guys.